Hello everybody and welcome to A Place to Thrive. We've got a different episode styley for you today and we're going to be doing an advice episode, aren't we Jo? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really glad that we decided to do these sorts of episodes because they'll be short and concise and as the title suggests, advice focused. So yeah, we hope you enjoy this one and find it useful. So our question, and thank you very much to our anonymous listener, our question today is how would we manage the situation whereby leaders give unrealistic goals and set unrealistic targets and you're then left to deliver them? I love this question. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> Have you been there, Joe? <laughs> I think I, I'm hoping that I'm right in saying that Probably everyone who's listening to this podcast has been in this situation. (laughs) But it does, it feels like, I find that sort of situation really demoralising. I find it really difficult. And I feel like I'm almost being set up to fail. And I, as you may have picked up, dear listener, (laughs) have an unhealthy aversion to failure. So yeah, I'm really pleased that we've had this question and that we're going to tackle it today. So, have you got any advice, Jo? <laughs> so I guess my advice is really focused on yourself and kind of how to keep yourself sane in that situation. Yeah. Always a good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of sanity. Yeah. So, as you said, everyone has probably been in this situation. You're going to get it everywhere because the people above you have expectations on themselves and mm, so they're, you know, mm. often shoveling that down to you. Notwithstanding the good bosses out there. So, some things that kind of helped keep me sane in this sort of situation were setting my own boundaries with the organisation. So, you know, I decided that I wasn't going to look at my emails out of hours and I would let my team know that, that if they needed me, they could call me, but I wasn't Mm going to look at emails. And that gave me some really strong boundaries around work, which I really needed. Um, And I think many people do when they're in the situation where they feel that they're trying to live up to unrealistic expectations. So you've talked about contracting with your boss almost haven't you is that Mm. what you're talking about here yeah and I think in my head I call it setting your own SLA with your organization your own service level agreement and I I think we forget that we can do that without asking permission Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know we've got our contractual requirements but around that we can make tweaks to the way that we work and what our organizations can expect of us and I think that's what it really is Mm -hmm. is So taking myself as an example, I had been working 12-hour days, answering emails out of hours, doing lots of work out of hours, picking stuff up for others. I had no boundaries when it came to work. And I had allowed the organisation to have expectations of me that I didn't want anymore. And so for me, it was like resetting my contract with the organisation, resetting Mm. what they could expect from me. And you're allowed to do that anytime, aren't you? That's the thing. I think we get into a habit... Or a routine, let's say. And I think, you know, when you realise that you're under pressure, it's allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to reset what you want to be doing at work and Mm. the hours you want to be doing. And I I think that it's hardest to reset that when you are under pressure, but it's the most important time Mm. because your or my innate reaction is to work yourself into the ground to get (laughs) the thing done. And actually that's not good for you or for the organization or for your team or the people you're working with so I think having that awareness 
and confidence in a sense to acknowledge that you don't have to continue to work as you have been and mm. yeah resetting your boundaries that's with your organization one. that's a really good help. one another thing i would suggest is really focusing on where you add value so this really helped me when i came back to work after taking three months off with my mental health i felt like i'd been out of the business for so long that there was no point me being there anymore that people you know were getting on with things without me and what value could I add and it took me some time but I actively consciously tried to figure out where I was adding value so listening to my team when they gave me feedback on what had helped asking them whether they needed my help or more often than not offering them asking them to do something without my help Mm -hmm. and then making it clear to them that I was there if they needed it and in that way when they came to me I knew that that was where I added value to them yeah And by really focusing on those things, you can kind of retain your sense of, I've got this, I'm good at this, this is what I'm good at, this is where I'm going to focus, and I'm not going to waste my time doing these other things that other people could do better than me, Yes. Um, because of a sense that I have to do it because the deadline's coming and this unrealistic expectation is still looming. So it's Um, really, what you're saying is you're really focusing on your your own core strengths yeah yeah but I think it's hard to figure out what those are sometimes and mm. I think especially, especially when, you're, when you're under pressure exactly yeah. and I think it's when you're under pressure that it's the best time to really try and focus in mm. on where you can add value because I think for me when I'm under pressure is when I really start to lose my self-confidence and my sense of self-worth mm. because you can feel the sort of the deadline slipping away from you because it's unrealistic in the first place yes what would you say, Joe, as our kind of culture expert, <laughs> our in-house culture expert, what do you think there is that leaders can do in that situation and that we can do if leaders have set those unrealistic expectations? Mm. Mm. Um, okay, so I, funnily enough, I have been in this exact scenario <laughs> a few times. One of the things that really worked for me was when I had a good relationship with the leader that was setting the unrealistic goal was to sit down or have a chat over the phone or video conference or whatever and really understand why they had set that goal. So understanding what their challenges were, what their wider landscape, Mm. because invariably they're sitting at a leadership team table that's different to my level or involvement and understanding their perspective Because numerous times these goals aren't actually set by the leader, they're set by their boss or mm. the, the, you know, the leader of the leader kind yeah. of thing. And understanding that wider context is really, really valuable. Then if it's really that important for the organisation, if I felt that the, the goal was totally unrealistic with the resources and you know, timelines that we, we'd been given what could be done about it if it was that important to the organisation let's reframe it and go how can we make this realistic what are the Mm. constraints and do we need to get a contractor in do we need to deprioritize something else you know so having that conversation is really I suppose it gives you a a bit more power because Mm. you're a understanding the bigger context b taking control but c being a trusted advisor so you're not going there and whinging going oh I can't do this you're giving solid reasons why you can't and what your concerns are so I could do that when I got a relationship with the leader Mm. and that was that was really really helpful of course we don't always have that great relationship with the leader for whatever reason Mm. maybe you've not worked with them for so long or you just don't have that rapport and I've been in that scenario as well where you know we've we've had goals pushed down from above still felt it's unrealistic and in that scenario there were there were a couple of things that I did one thing was 
obviously talk to them because, you know, again, trying to find that contest, it's so important. Second thing was thinking about who I knew could influence on my behalf. Mm. So looking at my network and then thinking of where my sphere of influence could, you know, reach out more broadly to go, okay, well, have we considered this? So they could almost be my advocates or champions to be another voice that the leader might well listen to more than mine. <laughs> and I think advocates can be so powerful because... Yeah, it's... and we've all got them. Exactly. And I think, again, if I just think back to when I've been in this situation, the many and varied times that I've been in this situation, <laughs> my innate reaction is just to hunker down and do it and not really to kind of think through it as strategically as you're suggesting and think yeah. about, yeah. okay, let's just take a minute, take a breath, what can we do about this? Yeah. And finding those advocates, I think, can be so powerful. Yeah. And then the other bit of advice is that... <laughs> right, this is a little bit controversial, maybe. We're on the wine tonight, guys. So uh, who knows <laughs> what might come out? We're alcoholics. <laughs> come on, okay? It's the Rioja is just, you know, Loose, lubricating loos- our vocal cords. Us a <laughs> Love it. Anyway, back to back the podcast. <laughs> The, the other thing is, which is a little bit controversial, is whereby I also believe it's okay to fail. Mm. And let, oh, let oh, I just had a little fail. shiver there. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't mean this from a sabotage point of view, honestly. You know, I've always been a good employee and wanted the very best for the organisation. But if other tactics mm. to try and change the goalposts aren't working, mm. sometimes you do have to accept that you've got to go through this process. Yeah. Because although you've tried your very best to influence and tried to educate and, you know, provide, you know, strong rationale for why you think that there's a problem, Mm. sometimes people invariably are not going to listen. And I've been in that scenario too, where I was a project lead. And we, we went ahead with the project, but we detailed the risks. We detailed all the mitigation that we were putting in place. And it was, it was slipping. You know, I I could feel it. I could Mm. feel it going, Mm. you know, it wasn't on target. It wasn't, you know... Um, as we planned it out and it took quite a bit of courage because it goes against my values because mm. I don't like to fail but sometimes well in this scenario I felt that it was appropriate to let it slip because that would draw more attention to yeah. it than seemingly my voice was yeah and um proof is in the pudding and all that yeah yeah and in in that scenario funnily enough it did slip and the project got put on hold and it never came back to life again so clearly that project wasn't of significant value to the organization Mm, mm. so have you got any other top tips joe before we sign off on this episode just a few little things that might not sound all that significant at all Mm. but that for me have really helped kind of maintain my confidence levels and i think in this sort of situation that's really important because Mm. if you are someone who you know cares about their work and what they're doing then when you feel like you're in a situation where you don't have a lot of control and you're struggling to meet the demands of your boss or whoever that that can really start to slide so there are just a few things that I would kind of leave you with dear listener to think about (laughs) so firstly I would say just remember that your worth your value is not determined by your productivity or your ability to meet deadlines good one yes you don't need that reminder yeah you don't have to be working 12 hours a day Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. meeting every expectation heaped on you to be a valuable professional and a worthwhile human being with a sense of value. Again, I know it sounds really simple, but 
sometimes you do need to remind yourself of that. I certainly did. Yeah. Because I really struggled to detach, and still do, to detach my sense of self-worth from my productivity or success in inverted commas as a professional um actually the other thing that just came to my mind then mm. was if you are a yes person if you are a constant doer you end up getting given more work yes. because you you're the one that's delivering you're the one that's working the extra hours so you know employers have an amazing knack of finding people like us that are just going to say yes or people like me who literally put their hands up for the stuff <laughs> there is that what a freaking lunatic (laughs) so yeah remember that your value your worth your capability as a professional and as a human isn't determined by your productivity Mm. and what you do your output and then just one little thing again it sounds tiny and insignificant but it's made a huge difference to me recently is finishing your day by writing down three things that you've achieved because I think when you're in that situation where you're you've got a ton on and you feel like you're pushing water uphill it can feel like often that you haven't really done much that day or you haven't been as productive as you could have been or you just haven't you know done everything that you wanted to do or felt that you should do and it gets lost in the sea of everything exactly (laughs) and if you take five minutes at the end of the day to reflect on what it is that you Mm. have achieved every day even at the weekend I can think of three things that I've achieved that actually I can feel proud of and reminding yourself of that at the end of the day can be really powerful for your kind of mindset your sense of self-worth your sense of confidence and that can help sort of stem the tide of overwhelm Mm. um so i would really personally recommend that great advice well we hope our listeners find it great advice (laughs) i feel like we're coaching each other today i think we are actually (laughs) so we hope you found today's episode interesting and useful um that you could perhaps relate to some of it thank you so much for listening to a place to thrive hope you will tune in next week for another episode in the meantime we're still taking questions from listeners to answer on the podcast and we would love your feedback so please do leave us a rating or a review or get in touch with us i am joe hooper on linkedin and mad and sad club on instagram where i can be found most of the time we do love your feedback so please do connect with us i'm joanna hall on linkedin you can find me on instagram and twitter but i'm not really very active but my uh, handle is fire underscore joe speak to you soon bye guys <laughs>